the record, would y'all state your name for me? Ms. Iris, if you'll start first. My name is Iris Hall Sanders, and uh, my uh, year of birth is 1947. My name is Evelyn Dixon, year of birth, 1949. Excellent. Thank you so much for being with us today and for being open to answer questions and talk about your experiences growing up in Midland. Um, what was it like going to Carver Junior Senior High School? Attending Carver was an amazing experience uh, for me. Um, we had uh, some of the most uh, wonderful teachers, uh, principals, assistant principals, counselor, all of that. Uh, they, and and uh, they believed in us and taught us well during uh, those times. Um, during those times, we were a village and the community had a lot of input as well. And we were so grateful to have the, the ministers in the community and uh, other concerned parents um, that um, believed uh, in us as well as the teachers. Uh, we lived our lives not as someone who had nothing or no hope, but as children and young people seeking an education to help us reach our goals and dreams in life. And so we had many, many um, opportunities given us, even though we were living in uh, segregated times at that time. But that community pulled together and the parents and all to help us uh, to overcome any negativism uh, with positive reinforcement in seeing us through uh, that period of time in our lives. Well, I consider those years as the best years of my life when I was in school at Carver Junior Senior High School. Um, the grades went from the seventh grade to the 12th grade. So you were in that same atmosphere all of those years and not have to change to a middle school. Uh, my experience was uh, lifelong friendships were made. Uh, matter of fact, my best friend, we've been friends ever since that day, and we still talk, and others too. But we uh, uh, had camaraderie <laughs> spirits. We had excellent teachers that really cared about you. At that time, uh, the, the teachers would actually come to your home if you were not there and want to know what the problem was. They experienced uh, each one of our lives on an individual basis, and they cared about each one of us. Um, I had uh, many activities that kept me busy, so that um, kept me out of trouble <laughs> and kept me grounded in school. And uh, the teachers not only taught us uh, what was in the books, but they taught us integrity, morals. Uh, they gave us uh, uh, experience of, that they've had their own that would encourage us to try harder. Uh, the spirit of excellence was imparted to me. Everything I've done since that time I try to do in the spirit of excellence and not in a, me, in a mediocre way. Uh, I was influenced by not only 
the teachers, but even the custodians, everyone was important at the school. We were, it was like a family. That's why when we see each other at the reunions, we know each other. It wasn't that big of a school, it was good size, but we knew each other. We knew each other's families and their families knew our families. So that made the experience one of which I'm proud of. And I have very good memories uh, of, of that time. I've heard from other Carver students that if you got in trouble at school, your parents knew about it before you even got home. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> With yes. all the connections between teachers right. and, and everyone. Yes, if we did something um, at school, the parents were going to know about it, and uh, they were going to go with the teacher's opinion and not our <laughs> opinion about the situation. So uh, we couldn't win that uh -huh. by, by no means. What, what made Carver so special and unique? Um, what made it special and unique for me is some of the things that uh, Evelyn has already stated. You know, the the camaraderie, the uh, closeness, the family atmosphere that we had uh, with the um, the students, uh, our friends, um, our families. Uh, one family, if they saw you out and we weren't at school and you may have been doing something that was inappropriate, they would make that call to your parents and let you know about it. Um, I also experienced um, uh, the activities there at Carver, being involved in those. Um, I was in the choir. I was in uh, the band, um, became a part of the National Honor Society, and, and we had a group of singers that uh, were called the Carverettes. Oh, yeah. And uh, whenever our principal would go and speak at different uh, engagements, um, we would go along to sing. And our music teacher, who was uh, the late Mrs. Ava Bowes, and uh, her accompanist was uh, one of our teachers who taught English there, and her name is Mrs. Mamie Williams, and she's still uh, living, <laughs> thank God. But um, we would accompany him and go to different places and uh, sing, uh, after, uh, either before or after um, he would speak. And also some other people that were involved in the community, like I say, the ministers became involved uh, with, with uh, the things that were going on. Also, we had a booster club, and they were very active in getting things that, uh, that we needed uh, there at Carver in regards to uh, different things and all. So um, these are just uh, some, um, some, some, some great memories there and, and, and great friendships that evolved from there, not only with the, um, the, the students that we went to school with, our classmates, but also with our teachers and the uh, families. That were involved in, um, might I add something? Uh, I was intended to say from the beginning, you know, our parents, um, they instilled in us uh, uh, faith and uh, good work ethics. And uh, my father, uh, we moved to Midland in 1956, and he moved his family as well as his parents here. And we moved from Rotan, Texas. And at that time in Rotan, we only went through the um, sixth grade there in elementary school because remember we're in segregated times and once uh, you finish the sixth grade which 
my aunt was the principal and the teacher there, uh, you would have to drive about 18 miles to another town to attend uh, high school. And my brothers uh, were afforded that opportunity for about a year before we uh, moved uh, to Midland. But we moved here in 1956. And when I came, I was in the fifth grade here at um, Booker T. Washington Elementary, which is now, of course, uh, what is it, Washington Math and Science <laughs> School. And I stayed there until the seventh grade. And then the seventh through the twelfth, we were, I was at Carver. And I graduated from Carver in 1964. Can I ask you about, in Rotan, was there, was there a high school, a junior and senior high school? Oh, yes. But you were uh -huh, not allowed to attend? No. These were strictly segregated times <laughs> there. And even we moved here, but my dad moved us here because he felt that we could get a better education, even though we were still in segregated times here in uh, Midland, and also uh, better job opportunities for him uh, as well in um, providing for his family. Ms. Evelyn, what made Carver special and unique to you? Okay. Um, <clears throat> what made it unique to me was the spirit of unity not only in the community, but my church and my family. They were all a part of that Carver experience. And um, the only friends I had were at the school. So I really look forward to going to school on a daily basis. And we had excellent cooks. They made homemade rolls. They had a chicken fried steak that melted in your mouth. And they had fried chicken. It wasn't store-bought. It was fried. And I knew I was going to eat well when I went to school. Even if we had salmon croquet at home. Uh, my mother loved fixing those. I ate many of them, but I loved to go to school. I knew I was going to get a good hot meal that was really good. Amen. And uh, my, my, uh, my teachers all pushed me. They pushed me. Uh, they wouldn't let me. They knew what I could do, and they pushed me. And, um, and I, you know, I tried to do the right thing. And um, uh, I also was able to go to data processing. I was bused on, uh, on over there to go to data processing, and that not many of us had the opportunity to do that. And so I appreciate that learning experience. Where, where did they bus you to? Midland High School. What year was this? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I probably was in the, I guess probably the ninth or tenth grade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, we didn't have that at our school. So I went to that school. And, and, the, and also part of my experience was being able to get in any organization I wanted to. There were no limits. You could get in anything. I was on the Harnet uh, staff, which, I, which was our newsletter for the school. 
I was uh, voted Miss Carver the last year of my school year in 1968, the last year. And um, what else did I do? Oh, I was a cheerleader for the football team and a basketball team, which I loved that. And I was in the drama club, and uh, I was in the the, uh, the main choir of the school. Iris was in a special group of singers, but I was in the in the uh, main choir. But um, I enjoyed going to school. I loved going to school. And one thing I remember was uh, when we first got in the seventh grade, I noticed the upper class students dressed up. They wore heels and stockings and uh, suits, dresses. That's what they wore to school every day. And uh, us underclassmen, we wore uh, uh, socks <laughs> and uh, loafers. And we wore the pleated skirts with the big pin on the side. You might remember that. And uh, so we were, uh, we were happy. I couldn't wait to get to be a senior. I could wear heels and stockings, no pants. We did not wear pants. But I had a sense of pride at the school. I felt like I was somebody. And uh, they made you feel like you were somebody. The principal was always uh, encouraging you everyone, vice principal, everyone encouraged you and was concerned about you and the progress you made in life. A lot of things I didn't know, but was taught by them. Can I ask, you said you graduated in 1968. What year did you graduate? 1964. Okay, so you were there right before they closed Carverdale. That was the last right, year. Right, you were the last class of Carver Junior Senior High School. Yes. Okay. And um, were you there when Carver won the state championship in football in 1961? Correct? Uh, you would have been like eighth grade or freshman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I was there. Yeah. Do you remember there. it? Or I do. Yeah. And uh, it was quite 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 an excited uh, excitement and uh, was somewhat uh, overwhelming but a good overwhelming mm -hmm. uh, for us and it, it was a wonderful experience to be a part of uh, uh, those uh, two times uh, those two events mm -hmm. uh, and it just only showed the quality and the uh, type of leadership that we had mm -hmm. there at Carver, uh, the teachers and the coaches for that but I mean the whole whole community uh, uh, came out to meet them when they came back from state and all the team and the team um, um, they were together mm -hmm. and um, accepted the uh, leadership and the teaching uh, that those coaches provided and um, and that just shows you uh, the type of uh, uh, quality that we did have in those areas and all during those times. Can I ask, um, and this one's not written down, do you know, were your textbooks um, up to date when you, or 
were you getting the hand-me-downs? We've heard that the football team got the hand-me-down equipment from Midland High School. Um, you, you mentioned the booster clubs raising funds to support choir and such. Well, and, and the football and the uh, mm -hmm. other activities as well, our booster club, uh, they were phenomenal yeah. uh, in doing that at Carver, during my era uh, there, because I'm four years back uh, than Miss Elvin, mm -hmm. you know, of course, uh, when I graduated, right, those years. Um, were you aware we were as a hand student? <laughs> were you aware as a student that they were hand-me-downs? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my brothers, uh, uh, I, I, had, I had two brothers that attended uh, their, their year. When we moved in 56, they went there um, two years and uh, graduated in 1958 um, together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I would hear my brother say, well, you know, they would get the old um, sweaters and things. And, and in fact, they were on the A basketball team. I can't remember what year it was though that the basketball team was, but they played on the 1958 uh, uh, basketball team mm -hmm. uh, for Carver as well. They, they were members of that. But he would say how they would get the older things passed down to them from the school and all. And, and just a, a brief um, segment from this was that they loved to play baseball. And they wanted to play baseball, but they were unable to play baseball here in Midland because they were not allowed to with the Little League career because of the color of their skin. So the, the school, they couldn't play baseball at school? Well, or they they didn't, couldn't we didn't have in the baseball there, but, but in the community, they wanted to play baseball. But the Little League team at that time, they... It was white only. So, were there sports for women, sports for the girls? Oh, yes. I, I uh, failed to mention I did play a little basketball. Yeah. Were you half court or full court? Half, half court. court. <laughs> Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Did you have and, to wear a skirt? Did we wear a skirt? No, I think we had shorts. Yeah, shorts and long tops in the short, long shorts. Mm -hmm. Long shorts. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, I played uh, basketball. and. And uh, I did sing in the regular choir, but we had the little special thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even remember. Yeah. I was young. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. How did the community react? So 1968, we're finally going to integrate Midland High School and Lee High School, but Carver was completely shut down. How, what, what was that like? Okay. Well, um, of course, when... Carver was shut down. I was a senior, so I was leaving the school. There were some some under me that were going to school, but that was their last year. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was disappointed. Um, this type of thing was going on all over the nation. And I knew that there had to be some adjustments made on everyone's part. Uh, I have talked to some of those underneath me that had to transition to one of the other schools and uh, it was very difficult to blend in. But uh, they made it. They made it. So um, I was very concerned about what they were going to do with the school because that was my history, 
in legacy. And uh, I was so glad that they didn't just shut it down fully and not reopen it. And I was revived when I, uh, the, the principal at the uh, new school, uh, it's a, uh, it's not a regular elementary, it's gifted and talented, yes. And uh, now, and they had a, they had a program especially for Carver alumni. I was so happy. And uh, during that time, they, they reached out to a lot of the alumni, and we all went uh, that day. And uh, to, to be so grateful and thankful, like Miss Evelyn said, uh, that they kept our name, Carver High School, and they kept our mascot, the Hornet. They kept our school song. And on that particular day that we went, um, that, that school song, uh, When We Grow Too Old to Dream, Carver School We Remember, the old gold and blue. Okay, you, you will be did not sure. ask you this beforehand. Would y'all be willing to sing it? Yes. Just okay. a portion of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when we grow too old to dream, Carver School will so much a part of our history and when we have our um, school reunions we, we were unable to this last year because of the COVID. pandemic but uh, when we get together and uh, all of us uh, for every year uh, from the beginning of Carver um, until uh, that 68 and then I think we also included 70 and 71 because they would have been the 69 and 71. I was, was going to ask that if you included mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. the first to get to, to graduate and They come to the school reunions mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. They come and, and we put them in positions now where they can handle the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting ready to pass that on? Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I understand that. I'm sick. <laughs> so, um, y'all were both here then when when Lee High School was built and when it was named Robert E. Lee in 1960, well, 1960-61. Did you pay much attention? Did it? Yeah, it didn't resonate with me uh, at that time. Uh, just just briefly a little bit of it um, but um, I knew we were so steeped in segregation so you time. were on the east side of town oh yeah and so you and you didn't oh. leave the east side of town mm -hmm. essentially mm -hmm. did y'all go downtown oh yeah uh, 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 <laughs> 
a, a portion <laughs> where we were allowed. Yeah. <laughs> went to the movies, went to the library, went to uh, the different stores on Main Street. I, I'm thinking that's the main area for shopping. <laughs> was was the, I know that the movies, you had to sit in the balcony right. at the Yucca and then at the Ritz. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. at the, was, there, was the library segregated or was the library, was there any kind of separation? During that there? time, I really don't remember going to the library. Mm-hmm. Now, like I say, she's four years Behind yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't remember any problems going to the library. A lot of times we walked, my, my sisters and I, we walked to the library and walked back home. And I don't remember any problems there. Because, because we had uh, a library in Were y'all able to go to Woolworth? I keep saying this store and they were Woolworth. Woolworth. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were able to go, mm-hmm. but during my era, we were not able to sit at the counter and uh, order uh, food because they would serve food or a shake or something like that. But we were able to go and spend our money there, so but not to outside. sit. Yeah. But no, we couldn't anymore. Yeah. Not as far as I remember, you know. But we were able to go in and shop. When that changed, did you go to the counter and sit down and eat? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I was in and out <laughs> of Midland <laughs> for a period of time there, and um, I never recall going back. Yeah. Uh, it may have happened when I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn mm-hmm. may remember, Not for me. but I, I didn't, I didn't go ever there. go back. What has been, and this is a big question because we're talking about a lot of life here, what has been your experience since leaving Carver? That's a big, well, big question. <laughs> well, I'll start, I guess. Um, when I graduated, um, I had goals and dreams of uh, going to college. Of course, we always had the historically black universities. Uh, but I also reached out to uh, some of the white uh, universities, and um, I reached out to one college, and I got a response back from that college saying that uh, at this time they did not accept Negroes, but when they did, they would let me know, and I kept that letter for a long time, but finally I I threw it away (laughs) after so many years, and another um, white university or college I reached out to. Um, they told me that they didn't um, have uh, dorms for black uh, girl, women at that time. So uh, what I did do, um, I went to um, Durham Business College in Tucson, Arizona, and I finished a secretarial certificate there. And in 1970, I enrolled at West Texas State University. But I graduated from there, and I did receive a bachelor of a degree in business administration. And then in uh, 77, um, I was here in Midland, and I graduated uh, 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 from uh, Southern State University. I took courses here through Midland and received my master's there. But um, 
even during those times after I graduated from uh, West Texas State, came back to Midland to attempt to find work. Um, even though we were integrated per se, mm -hmm. it was still a challenge. Uh, every place that I would go, uh, they would say you have not, don't have any experience. Uh, some of the oil companies will, will not call names. Uh, were boiled down to uh, being based on your weight, but I knew it was more than that. Other places I applied, uh, uh, never heard back as to what you did or didn't do. In one place here in Midland where uh, I went to apply and I didn't, I stopped short because they just weren't accepting applications from Negroes at all during that time. So, and all. But I was able uh, during those times to sustain and um, worked uh, in um, MISD. I started out in MISD in uh, clerical. And then I went on uh, several places and worked in clerical, uh, different cities. Uh, Dallas, I worked for the Internal Revenue, but moved back to Midland in 75. And when I did, I uh, uh, served with MISD and I got on with the state of Texas. And so I worked with the state of Texas uh, for 31 years and retired with them from the Texas Department of Family Protective Services. But all during those times and all, um, you encountered still uh, prejudice in some ways. But uh, like I say, through faith and uh, strong family values and uh, work ethics, you know, we were able to make it through when, and sustain. When you came back in 75, was it different? Did you feel like the town was different at all? Uh, it, it had changed somewhat, but like I say, it was still the undertone. And I don't know, I think, and I may be wrong, but I think Midland has always struggled with trying to do the right thing. So, so, so you know, in some ways it, it, it was good, but then you still had that undertone of not fully being accepted. What's been your experience since graduating from Carver? Uh, my life was totally different from Iris. Uh, we had a, I would say a large family, five, five children. But um, anyway, I got married after graduation. Uh, uh, just happened. And uh, uh, my teachers were very disappointed. I was disappointed. Everybody disappointed. But we were so happy. And so um, my uh, scholarship was taken away from me. And at that time, it was very disgraceful because I was pregnant too. Unlike the times that we're living in now, where you can still go to school and still get a scholarship, they even have daycare for the babies. I wish it was like that then, but I was kind of 
you know, ostracized and everything. Uh, I did get my uh, graduation uh, uh, certificate. My husband did too. Uh, and so we, we went on with our life. Um, there were occasional uh, times uh, when I felt rejected because of my skin color. They made a law that companies had to hire a certain percentage of um, African Americans at that time when I graduated. And uh, uh, that was the same time Kennedy was killed and Martin Luther King was killed. I was I came along right about in that era, and um, so when. When I went to apply for jobs, uh, uh, it was two that I had applied for. And uh, I, one was with Southwestern Bell Telephone Company, and one was with, with the U.S. Postal Service. And I took both tests, and I passed both tests. And uh, I had to make a decision where to work. And, uh, I chose Southwestern Bell. Worked there 32 years before I retired. But in the meantime, uh, I had been taught that you need to serve in your community. Uh, you know, I, I, I did, I guess you call it service in school. Everything I participated in, I, it took up most of my time and if I was uh, discriminated against or whatever, whatever I did, I didn't know it. So, you know, I just, I went on and I did what I, what I do. Even after I graduated, uh, I would go to seminars and conferences and um, different meetings in the city to learn about what goes on in the city. They had a program where you could learn about the city. I went through that. Um, uh, just went to different things. Participated in different things all my life. And uh, I may go to something and I'm the only African American there. And I do notice different ones looking at you, but I didn't care. I wanted that information, whatever it was. And, um, and that's what I did. Uh, whether uh, it was Toastmasters, I was in a Toastmasters club when I worked at Bell. I went on my lunch break, and most of them were businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> and here this black woman <laughs> up there. But they were nice to me. And if, it, if they felt anything, they didn't show it to me. They welcomed me, and I participated in that for a long time. And uh, 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 even in school, you know, everybody's not going to like you. You know how kids are. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, I I've, I've come through life with ups and downs, dealing with different people. I have all kind of friends, 
black, white, you name it. Because uh, I just felt like I was blessed. And, uh, and uh, the things that were meant to hurt me, I guess I missed it. I kept going. I just kept going, kept working, kept doing, kept taking care of my family, kept working in my church. I, uh, uh, I was really busy in my church. I had to slow down there. <laughs> but God has been good to me. 70 years, he's been good. And so um, I don't have any uh, major, major complaints. My son has, but uh, I don't have any major complaints about how I've been treated in life. But uh, I do, I do always, I do always remember my upbringing and my experiences when I was in high school. Can I? Oh, go ahead. And to kind of piggyback on that. Um, going back to family first and, and the values that were instilled in us. And I often tell people that uh, in, in we were volunteering and taking care of, of people and others and serving others even before I think the word volunteer became the word. Uh, even back uh, when we were living in the Rotan area in Roby, I, I remember my grandparents being able to um, um, go and take food to their neighbors, which were probably about five miles apart or something like that, because they lived on a farm in uh, Roby, Texas. But it didn't matter uh, the color of those person's skin. And they, uh, nine times out of 10, were white neighbors, you know, that they would do that. But we were always taught to um, uh, serve and give back and uh, treat others uh, fairly and all. And this is what we were brought up with in our home life. And and some of the things um, that when I did come back as well um, in uh, 75 and through those years um, uh, going forward, uh, I served uh, on uh, boards and things like Midland Habitat, uh, Midland Fire Havens. Uh, I, I graduated uh, from Leadership Midland in 1985. Uh, one of the groups where you go and learn about Midland, because like Miss Evelyn, you know, I wanted to know uh, more and be able to get information to take back to uh, my community at that time. And, and, and definitely a lot of times I was the only African-American on those uh, boards and things, but it was quite an experience, a learning experience uh, uh, to, get to, to be able to do that and uh, have since uh, volunteered a, a lot of places and I, I just enjoy serving and uh, serving others and, and being a part of that uh, uh, segment and being able to give back uh, to community and, and, and not only just to the community that I was living in at that time but the whole community. So, Can I ask, I think, did you both raise your families here in Midland? Yes. 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 Yes, my son went to Lee. When did he graduate? I think it was 80. I can't remember, but I think it was 86 or 7, I think. 
Did the name of the school bother you when he was a student there? No. The the fight song did. Uh, Dixie. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that bothered me. And uh, but it was a, it was the school where my son was going. I supported him. It wasn't about the school, it was him. And uh, I made sure that uh, he knew everything he was supposed to know to go to school. I followed him. We followed them to every football, basketball game, track game, and he would, he'd be so embarrassed. The kids be meddling him. He say, Mama, don't y'all follow the bus so close. <laughs> we were there at everything he participated in. And what and what was so good about it, my um, my boss son played also. So when Friday came, we both left. <laughs> it was so so much fun. But I wanted to stress the the uh, influence uh, of, of my family because my mother pushed me and pushed me to to do what I wanted to do, learn what I wanted to do. Every time something would come to me to do, she would say, yeah, go for it. Yeah, do that. And so I never heard her say, don't do that, that, no, 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 no. She would always encourage me. And so I always felt that I could do whatever I wanted to do. I always felt that in my heart. And so in uh, through this life, and that's what I did. But Iris was talking about giving back uh, to the community in my um, Communication Workers of America, that organization. Uh, we, we worked hard uh, with Adopt-A-School and um, giving bicycles for good attendance, uh, food for Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, just a lot of different things. And um, and uh, I felt like I've, I've done a lot in this community. And uh, I still do a little bit. <laughs> I still do. But, uh, but uh, I think that's important to have someone that loves you enough to say, go for it. Miss right. mm-hmm. Iris, did you raise your family here too? Yes, I did. Um, my son uh, graduated from Midland High School in uh, 1993. And you know, so, um, yeah. And like Miss Evelyn, he, he played sports and things and uh, I was a single parent. So I attended uh, all the games, and uh, my mother and I, <laughs> we would drive when she was living. Uh, we'd attend all of the games and all of the things that he was involved in. And uh, I was so proud of him because he sang in the choir at Millen High, but he also sang in the, a special group that they had in the choir called the Legends. Mm-hmm. He was a part of that. and. Um, I was so proud of him because they also would work with the um, drama department on a play. They did a, a drama. I think it was Bye Bye Birdie. And they were able to sing in that uh, that uh, presentation that they did. So, um, yeah. But there were a lot of ups and downs, even though we was at Millen High. Like I say, it was still 
differences there and all. And a lot of times I'd have to go and be the one to try to speak for him. And all. Um, I was able during that time to be able to serve on the um, PTA at uh, Midland High. And that helped a lot to be able to know and go and have information there to be able to share as well. They would throw him the ball, he would run it down to almost touchdown, but they would call him off and put the another person, another person the in boy. to take it over. He did that many times, and it really hurt him, but I told him, it's okay, it's okay. He still got you know, scholarship and everything and was able to go to school. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. We we're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. One of the proposed names for the name change for Lee is Midland Carver Lee. And I'd like to know what y'all think about that name, being Carver graduates. I do not agree to the renaming of Robert E. Lee to include the name Carver. George Washington Carver Jr. and Senior High School in Midland, Texas was unique to me. And Carver has a special place in my heart as it was where we were taught valuable lessons, not only in the school books, but about life as well. I developed friendships at Carver that still are in place as of today. It is a very important part of the Negro history in Midland, Texas. And the name Carver should not be attached anywhere to the renaming of Robert E. Lee High School. As you have heard, <laughs> I love Carver. And because of that fact, I'd like Carver to stand out alone. And I have nothing against Lee. My son attended there. And it's a school, like any other school. But when you put Carver with it, it changes things. And I would prefer that Carver name not be in the school in that school name. I don't care what you call it. My son gone. But, um, and I think it should be something that they, you know, the ones that attended their support, but I'm not in supportive of that. And uh, I, I still stand and I still dream of Carver School by itself. It's none like it. So you can't put it with something else. It stands alone. And I love that school, and I like the, the name to just stand alone in history. 
and whatever they want to name Lee. It's okay. Miss Iris, what would you like to tell the city of Midland? Wow. <laughs> um, I guess just in looking back um, over my life and um, growing up, uh, I mean, um, growing up here and then uh, raising a family here and being a part of this community, um, that... Um, we continue, um, well, uh, we're, we're, we're probably, all of us are more alike than different. <laughs> and if we could draw on those things where we are alike and similar and, and grow from there. Um, and some of the things are, you know, I'm strong in my faith and all, um, Forgiveness, love. Uh, I like the community. If we could come together more in that respect, um, and um, also um, taken from some of the quotes of Dr. Martin Luther King, which I love all his quotes. Uh, it's always right to do the right thing, and uh, and forgiveness and hope and love should be the the outcome of. Uh, we're seeking uh, as a community and striving uh, because I think what it boils down to we all I mean I look at it we all are looking for basically the same thing is to raise our families uh, be able to provide for them with a good job uh, Maslow's five needs you know a family uh, um, food clothing shelter to provide and then being able to uh, serve and um, do what we can, you know, for ourselves. And it takes me back to the Bible and the scriptures where it says, you know, um, the commandment, uh, love thy God with all your heart and all your soul, and then love thy neighbor as thyself. And if we can come to grips with that and uh, work together maybe from those terms and in the faith aspect of it, uh, and I think along the way, that had to have happened <laughs> at some point, but continue in that and uh, being able to reach out and give back and to forgive. And all, so, Ms. Evelyn, what would you like to tell the city of Midland? <clears throat> As you know, I love Midland. I have traveled all over this country during my lifetime. And I've been on the seas, been on planes, but yet Midland is my home. I've uh, stayed a couple of weeks here and there everywhere, learning the cities and all. And uh, I haven't found one where I wanted to live. My son is in Atlanta, he wants me to come there. I say, no, I can't leave Midland. And as you all, probably know with this epidemic, pandemic, it has connected the world together. We have learned that we all can get sick and die. We have learned that we need each other for uh, uh, even the uh, vaccination. We all need this, you know. 
And we all have families. We all love our families. We all bleed. We all have a common, a, a more of a commonality than differences. And if we could focus on what we have alike, we will have a better world. And there are those that believe that. There are those that don't. They want to be separate in their own way and hinder you from your progress. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on the realness, the oneness of humanity. And we need one another. We cannot survive separate. We need one another. We need opportunities the same. We need uh, to, to live where we want to the same. If I got enough money, I ought to be able to live where I want to. If I got enough money to, to buy me something to eat in a restaurant, I should be able to go in and sit down, as long as I'm not causing no disturbance. You know, I feel like, as, the, uh, as it is said in our Constitution, all men are created equal. And I, I just would love for this world to come on one accord and love one another. Treat each other like you want to be treated. Treat my child like you treat your child. I have the same love that you have for your child. I have that for my child. My husband gone to glory, but if I, if I, if I had a husband, I want to treat him like you treat yours. And I don't want him to leave the house and not come home because he'd shot somewhere. I just feel like we need to come together and understand that we are one. As it says on the Statue of Liberty, we may be from different places, different countries, but we are one. And so, um, I forgot the question, but... <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell the city of Midland? Oh, Midland, yes. Mid, uh, Midland, we're one. It's not just this local community. We are part of the world. We are part. And we are one. That's what I want to say. Basically, I think we were saying similar, the same thing. But I, I, I believe we can come together as a community for the good of all. And of course, I do have my quotes from Dr. Martin Luther King and all. And it says, one of them says, I have decided to stick to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. And then uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And as uh, Miss Evelyn so stated, I mean, we're all in this together. And hopefully we can uh, come together as a community uh, for each other and for a better quality of life. I just want to say, wow, <laughs> thank you, and you um, motivate me 
just as a, per, a human being, you know, to hear everything that you have overcome during your time and, and still having a positive attitude. And it's just, um, I just really love hearing, you know, your stories and your experiences. Um, I do have one question. Would you, how would you feel if Midland created maybe like um, a Carver Museum? Um, something that could be maybe downtown where people could come in and learn about their Carver years. Would that be, or, or any ideas that yeah. you might have? That would I be think, wonderful. I think I that's think. a great idea. When, when we went over to Carver School, I saw they had posted the Harnet uh, newsletter. They, they had several of them up there. I wish I had kept one, <laughs> but they, you do? They, they have several up there. They had trophies, lots of trophies uh, from Carver. And uh, uh, it was just such a, such a joy to see all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be wonderful. In fact, I know people are thinking about that. And we've always uh, talked about it with some people <laughs> in the community. So preferably and hopefully maybe that will come about and hopefully soon. We have, um, some people ha- have paraphernalia. A lot of people have, that, that maybe they would sh- share <laughs> um, and everything. T-shirts and just all kinds of stuff. Because I have those pictures of, uh, of uh, the uh, state champion and all of that. We have pictures of that. And I have pictures of... Uh, Carver, uh, way back, even before I was at Carver, where we had uh, science, uh, I believe science fairs and things, you know, I mean, they were real um, advanced, even though it was the times that we were living in. We had an affordable, uh, everything afforded to us as a quality education there at Carver. And we had uh, annuals Mm -hmm. where we had pictures and uh, accomplishments and of each grade level uh, seemed like it was every two years every two I years. think so many have those memories uh, I have loaned all mine and I don't have one and that makes me sad I know that Miss Fuller has got mm-hmm. has yeah, gotten them digitized them. Uh-huh. so yes I do uh-huh. have, do a, have uh, a, a CD yeah mm-hmm. And they're at the library, correct? Mm-hmm. Denise found them at the library. Mm-hmm. Those CDs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have them. Have one. Ladies, thank you. Thank you for um, sharing with us and being so vulnerable um, with your stories. And thank you for what you've done for our city right. and continue to do. But thank, thank you, you all for inviting us to uh, share. And we hope in some way it will help. Mm-hmm.